Hey, it's good to see you. Hope that you had a wonderful Labor Day weekend. Enjoyed a little extra time off. Um, hope that uh, you're ready for a, a, a good week and only a four-day week. So welcome to our Tuesday edition of our Journey Through Scripture. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas. And uh, we are going to be uh, looking in Ezekiel, uh, Ezekiel chapters 38 through 42 today. So 38 through 42. Um, so we're, we're now at the time of we're f- full in the exile. So the exile, remember, began, and then there was about nine years, uh, and then the uh, Jerusalem and the temple was destroyed. Um, so now we're we're in that in-between time. In fact, uh, here in just a minute, we're going to be kind of 25 years uh, into the exile is what uh, Ezekiel is going to be talking about. Um, but but here we, we do enter into a, the part of uh, uh, Ezekiel that is... Would we would now consider uh, apocalyptic writing? Uh, now you hear that that term apocalyptic, and we obviously think in times. We think when everything is desolate and has been uh, completely destroyed. Um, a, a apocalyptic the the word um, actually just means revelation. So. <laughs> Revelation uh, in the the New Testament uh, is uh, apocalyptic writing, so it that it literally means that the Greek word was uh, apocalyptic. So it uh, means or apocalypse means revelation. Um, so it's revealing something. Um, apocalyptic writing is very difficult. Um, anyone that says that they have it completely figured out um, is is not being accurate. Um, it is it is a challenge. Now, that doesn't mean that there, we can't understand some of it, um, but it is a challenge. So I'm not going to get deep into it because there's lots of different opinions on on a you know any form of apocalyptic writing um, but one of the things that uh, we see that I think is very helpful to think about whenever you're reading through uh, parts of Daniel uh, parts of Ezekiel and obviously revelation um, is that these were books that were written to help people who were going through persecution and going through difficulty right so they weren't just written for us, you know, like the book of Revelation. It wasn't just written for some future date uh, so that when people were going uh, through end times that they would kind of have a clue as to what was going on. No, it was written to a group of people who were being persecuted right then and there. They would have known what many of the images and symbols would have uh, been talking about where we don't, we don't fully have the the cheat code, if you will. We don't have the the answer key. Um, now we can. There are some keys from Scripture that confirm things, and you can look into history and you can make some uh, uh, assumptions and guesses. And and, uh, and but we, I just encourage you to be careful, um, because the thing about apocalyptic writing uh, in the Bible is sometimes we focus so much on trying to match. Uh, the historical setting and what, uh, or the future historical setting, that we miss how encouraging these uh, writings are. That they are a warning uh, to of saying, "Hey, it can get really bad, and you may be going through a whole lot." But then there's also the uh, reassurance that in the end, God wins. 
right? That God will overcome, that he will make things right, uh, that those who have done evil uh, will receive justice. That's, to me, the most important thing about uh, any of the apocalyptic writings that we see. Um, and, and it can be fun and it can be beneficial to, to kind of look at, well, when is this talking about or, you know, uh, when will this be talking about? Um, but don't get bogged down in that and miss the message that that God ultimately will be glorified, that God will overcome. And and also the message that, yeah, we may go through some very difficult and uncomfortable times. So are we going to keep our faith when we go through those times or are we going to fall away? And so Ezekiel definitely has that uh, 38 and 39 um, kind of very some interesting characters, Gog and from Magog. Um, these are, are characters that are seen again in Revelation. Um, there's some differences, so it, it, it doesn't seem like it's talking about the same uh, 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 place or people group. Um, again, there's lots of different um, <laughs> understandings of this, uh, of what, what it's referring to. Um, but if you start reading in chapter 38 and 39, you will, you'll hear about this. And, uh, you know, it's basically that Israel is going to be uh, attacked. Um, it says, uh, um, it, talking about uh, when Gog and Magog will attack, says, you will say, I will go up against the land of unwalled villages. I'll go to peaceful people who dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates to take plunder and to take booty, to stretch out your hand against the waste places that are again inhabited uh, against uh, people gathered from other nations. Um, it says, uh, verse 14, therefore, son of man, prophesy and say to Gog, thus says the Lord God, on that day when my people... E when my people Israel dwell safely, will you not know it? Then you will come from your place out of the far north, you and many peoples with you, all of them riding on a horse, a great company and a mighty army. You will come up against my people Israel like a cloud to cover the land. It will be in the latter days that I will bring this against my land so that the, that the nation may know me when I am hallowed in you, O God, before their eyes. Thus says the Lord God, are you he of whom I have spoken in former days by my servants, the prophets of Israel, who prophesied for years in those days that I would bring you against them? All right. So the Gog is going to uh, inflict judgment upon Israel. God will allow that. But then now there will be judgment on Gog as well. Um, it starts in, in verse 18. Um, you know, starts uh, to to talk about that. Um, it says, uh, verse uh, nineteen: For for in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath, I have spoken. Surely in that day there shall be a great earthquake in the land of Israel, so that the fish of the sea, the birds of the heaven, the beast of the field, all creeping things that creep on the earth, all the men who are on the face of the earth shall shake at my presence. The mountains shall be thrown down, the steep places shall fall, and every wall shall fall to the ground. I will call for a sword against Gog throughout all my mountains, says the Lord. Every man's sword will be against his brother. I will bring him to judgment and pestilence and bloodshed. I will rain down on him, on his troops, on many people who are with him, flooding rain, great hailstone, fire and brimstone. Thus, I will magnify myself and sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations. Then they shall know that I am the Lord, right? So God is, you know, will, will use these uh, events to 
reveal himself to all the nations. Um, uh, verse uh, chapter 39 continues to talk about Gog's armies uh, being destroyed. Um, it says, uh, verse uh, 6 of chapter 39, And I will send fire on Magog and those who live in the security on their coastlands when they shall know that I am the Lord. I will make my name holy, known in the midst of my people uh, of Israel, and I will let... I will not let them profane my holy name anymore. Then the nation shall know that I am the Lord, the Holy One in Israel. Surely it is coming, and it shall be done. Thus says the Lord God, this is the day which I have spoken. So again, that God is going to make himself known. All will be held to account. Um, you continue to, to go down. It kind of uh, continues to talk about that victory that will be will be had. Um, Israel will be restored. Uh, verse 21, I will set my glory among the nations. All the nations shall see my judgments, which I have executed in my hand, which I have laid on them. So the house of Israel shall know that I am the Lord, their God from that day forward. The Gentiles shall know that the house of Israel went into captivity for their iniquity because they were unfaithful to me. Therefore, I hid my face from them. I gave them into the hand of their enemies, and they all fell by the sword according to their uncleanliness. And according to their transgressions, I have dealt with them and hidden my face from them. And then it says, uh, now I will bring back the captives of Jacob and will have mercy on the house of Israel and will be jealous for my holy name. So, again, just kind of the similar theme that we we see that there is there's consequences for our actions uh for israel's actions for not following god uh they will uh, uh receive uh, god's punishment but then god will also restore them and will punish unjust nations uh who who have uh, attacked israel so basically everyone will be held accountable uh no matter what nation you are from. Um, then we get into chapters 40 through 42. We're going to break this up a little bit. Um, 40 through 42, this is Ezekiel's vision of a the new temple and new Jerusalem. Um, uh, in, I think, chapters 8 through 11 uh, is the vision that Ezekiel had of the destruction of the temple and how sad that was to see that the temple was going to be totally destroyed. And sure enough, it was. Uh, now, 25 years uh, after that, well, it would have probably been about uh, 16 years after the destruction of the temple. Now, Ezekiel has another vision of a, a, a new temple being uh, constructed. Um, and, and eventually that, that will happen. Uh, whether that's the temple he's envisioning or if it's even a future temple, we don't fully know. Um, but this is a, this is a very hopeful. Um, you know, this is a hopeful vision of Ezekiel. The, the last vision of the temple was not hopeful, but this one is very hopeful. And so I encourage you to read chapters 40 through 42. Um, it talks about a new city, a new temple, and then it, it starts going into the dimensions and what the temple will look like. Uh, the eastern gateway, the outer court, the northern gateway, the southern gateway, the inner court. Uh, places where the sacrifices were prepared. Um, this is in chapter 40, verse 43. It says, Inside were hooks and handbreadth wide, fastened all around, and the flesh of the sacrifices was on the tables. That means the sacrifices were taking place, right? This is a functioning uh, temple that the people are now worshiping God again. 
um, then it, it just continues. It goes into the dimensions of the sanctuary in chapter 41. Uh, it talks about chapter 42, the chambers for the priests, uh, that the, the priest will be there and that they will be able to, uh, you know, conduct um, the, the rituals as they had been commanded to do. Um, and, and so read through chapter 42. We'll stop there. Um, and then uh, on Thursday, go ahead and read 43 through 48. Um, so Ezekiel 43 through 40 48. This is, again, this is going to kind of be repetitive, some things that you've heard before as far as talking about the building of the temple, but I, I think it's important to, to read through all of that. Um, but this is a, a hopeful vision. And so the apocalyptic nature of Ezekiel right here, if we get bogged down into Gog and Magog and did that, has that already happened? Is that still something that is going to happen? Is it only going to happen to Israel? Is it, is it going to happen to all of us? You know, what, what exactly is going on here? Those are fun things to look at, but don't get overwhelmed by them because then you miss the point is that God will hold everyone accountable. All nations will be accountable, including his chosen nation. Uh, will be held accountable, um, but that God will also uh, redeem and restore the persecuted, right? That those who uh, are being persecuted because of their faithfulness. So, so this is, you know, because there are so many people uh, in Israel that they're in exile now, and they may have remained faithful to God the whole time, right? That they never, they they probably looked at their kings and their priests and said, "Hey, y'all are y'all are doing this wrong. This is not what we should be doing." Uh, but they didn't have power to change anything, and they had to deal with the persecution just the same. But God is telling them uh, to to remain faithful, to be the remnant, that God will make things right again, um, and that's important for us to to know today. Um, we live in very interesting times. I know many people think we're entering into the end times. Um, I don't know whether that is uh, true or not. Um, and the, the reality is, is we need to choose to be faithful whether we are or not, um, whether it's going to get worse or not. We need to choose now to be faithful because we know that God uh, will sustain us. He will carry us through. Um, and ultimately, he will hold everyone to account for the injustice uh, that is pervade, right? Hope that you have a good uh, couple days and I will see you on Thursday.